Welcome. You're listening to The Nurse Artist, a podcast where nurses speak on their healthcare careers and artistic practice and how the two intertwine. I'm your host, Janine Inez, and in today's episode, we are interviewing Alden, a psych NP doctoral candidate, a cherished colleague and friend, and a multi-talented artist. So welcome, Alden. I am so grateful to have you here on the show. Thank you for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, So for the audience, uh, Alden is a psychiatric mental health NP doctoral candidate at Columbia University. Almost done. Yes, yes. (laughs) And you graduated with your MSN in 2020. And uh, you worked as an RN during the pandemic. And after graduation, you're planning to work at a state hospital uh, where you're going to be trained in CBT for adults. Yes. Very exciting. You're also a creative mastermind (laughs) who I have done a handful (laughs) of amazing projects with during our time at Columbia. And also just this incredible leader in our nursing community, like I can't express, it's such an honor to call you my friend. Thank you so much. And, you know, real recognize real, right? So uh, definitely kindred souls. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to talk about all our projects. Um, Is there anything else that you want the audience to know about you and your work or path in life? Um, Yeah, you know, uh, I've been a, a bit of a non-traditional uh, uh, student and just human being, I guess you could say. Um, before nursing, I, you know, was on the path of, of becoming actually a physician, and that kind of got derailed because of circumstances. And but I think that, uh, you know, things happen for a reason to guide you to. I guess the best possible scenario for you. So for me, that led me to Columbia and it, it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Yes, absolutely. And if you're comfortable, I'd love to talk more about that transition from the physician role to the nursing role uh, as a prescriber, because I think there is uh, a lot of rich territory there. It's not an yeah. easy transition. Mm-hmm. There are two different schools of thought. Uh, and our society uh, is fraught with so much politics surrounding these roles, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, But before we dive into that, I kind of want to get started with what kind of art do you engage with? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I grew up in a a family that um, there were artists, uh, you know, my brother's both of them uh, were really good, uh, you know, love to draw, pencil draw and, and paint. Um, both, uh, you know, more recently stopped doing that just because of life and, and situations. And, you know, also had a lot of musicality in my family, whether it was through my dad's mother, who used to make, uh, you know, very full of like folkloric music or folk music in Honduras. Um, and back in like the 50s and 60s. And then I, you know, on my mother's side of the family, uh, I have so many cousins and my like couple of uncles who are all uh, 
you know, guitar players, they create music, piano players. And personally, that kind of, I guess, I inherited some of that genetics. Uh, not sure what Chrome was on, though, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I, I inherited some of that. And um, the earliest uh, music that I was exposed to and uh, that I kind of uh, learned was classical p- piano. I, I, I did mm. it like a year or two. Uh, I didn't continue. That's one of my biggest problems is continuance of things, but that's pretty common with ADHD, which I suffer from. And it's, uh, but music's always been there. Uh, you know, self-taught guitar. I, uh, self-taught bass when I was in high school was part of a kind of like a psychedelic prog rock band. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Have a, a few things recorded on SoundCloud and uh, other places. So, uh, and also was involved during high school in a, in a poetry club called um, Native Tongues. And um, we, we did a lot of, of, you know, open mic and stuff like that. And so uh, writing uh, music, um, I had like a, a Wacom tablet at one point and I tried my, you know, my, my abilities, very, very rudimentary at some like, uh, <laughs> quote unquote, um, anime style drawings but you know it, it didn't really work out <laughs> but yeah that's me too pretty much, uh, <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much uh what i've what i've you know in terms of art i've i've been interested mm-hmm. in and, and and done yeah sharing about how your family has this artistic background i'm so curious to know how culture and you know your heritage has played a role in art making for your family and for you what lessons they passed down for you if anything yeah so um so my family is a uh, honduran from central america my grandmother my mom's mom is from el salvador so a lot of the music that you know that my the, the older generation of my family uh created and 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 continues to you know um digest and produce in terms of you know like when we're around the campfire and that somebody brings out a guitar it's a lot of this kind of folk music uh they like a lot of music from like the 40s 50s and 60s uh by jose jose um uh, leodan and a lot of other artists so uh very very proper latin american you know uh artists that kind of paved the way in mexico and um you know Guatemala, Nicaragua. In Honduras, we actually had a very limited amount of, of music come out. And mostly it was, uh, you know, Afro-Caribbean music from the Garifuna people. And there is this style called uh, Punta and Yankunu. And that music found its way into, you know, Honduran culture. But in terms of, you know, moving to the United States, I was the only one of my, my siblings born here. Uh, it you know, it was kind of this duality where we had this uh, cultural heritage from Honduras and, you know, Latin America, and then, you know, being exposed to like hip hop. And, yeah. uh, you know, my, my brother is a, he's, he's a musician still currently. He has a, you know, studio in Miami. He creates, Amazing. he creates music, he performs, he's an MC. Um, and he, you know, I was exposed a lot to, uh, to hip hop because of him, like, you know, Nas, Talib Kweli, a lot of, yeah. you know, uh, the, the roots, um, yeah, a lot of really good, uh, old school, uh, 
folks. And then my other brother, you know, he was into like Pearl Jam and, <laughs> and, and so I, I had a pretty kind of interesting mix of things. Yeah. And but kind of surrounding this, enveloping all of this was just this Honduran heritage. Do you have any salient memories of when you first started to make art? So I would say that I I think I started to create and not, not just, you know, digest, but to create uh, probably around 13, 12 or 13, um, you know, as I was coming into my skin and, and, and realizing I am a little different than my siblings. I'm a little different than, you know, other people in my family. Like I was like, that boy is kind of cute, you know? So there was a lot of, there was a lot of changes that were happening. And then I think that, you know, that, that old school, like, uh, you know, early two thousands, teen angst yeah. uh, started to really right started to really push me towards exploring different new things so that I could in a lot of ways you know transform and move channel that angst and difficulties mm. that I was growing you know I was in a very conservative family they still are very conservative and it was an avenue for me so I would say around 12 13 I started to write like just little snippets of poetry um, and sing. And as, as I, you know, hit 14, 15, it became a lot more prominent. Uh, you know, I, I, I was actively starting to record music, record uh, on, I remember I was using Audacity. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many memories. I know Audacity was like it for me. And um, so around that time, I would say, uh, then, then like 16, 17, that those two years were very transformative years for me. Uh, there were years of exploration, both, you know, uh, sexually exploration, uh, philosophically and exploration mm -hmm. metaphysically, I guess you could say. And, um, uh, during that period, a lot of, I created a lot. You know, yeah. it was definitely kind of like a like a like a very personal renaissance in terms of, you know, expanding my mind and, uh, you know, breaking a lot of those paradigms that I had been kind of um, exposed, you know, exposed to and 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 was was holding inside. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'm just getting this really beautiful visual of the lotus blooming in the mud, you know, and. Mm -hmm especially when you talk about a personal renaissance. I love that phrase. When you were 16 and 17, allowing yourself to explore the unknown, you know, and then yeah. taking what you were learning and it's like a kind of alchemy, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. trans translating it into art, which you then share with the world mm -hmm. to be understood perhaps, right? To yeah, have yeah. someone else see you and, I also think of healing, you know, that's like a theme uh, mm -hmm. on this show. How can art help us heal trauma, yeah, you know, yeah. and then learn to heal others as nurses. And mm -hmm. when you mentioned that you come from a very conservative family and you had this acute sense of non-belonging, right? Mm -hmm. I am a little different than the rest. And what does that mean? Well, 
maybe my family says it's bad, right? You know, mm-hmm. but giving yourself the room to challenge that and and doing that through art. I'm curious to know what you make of that. Would you say it was healing or curative to you during that time? I think, you know, so at the time, maybe one of the things that I needed was psychotherapy, right? And some help. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, I I came from a family, you know, you know, Latin American culture is very sick. You know, they're very mental health is stigmatized. It's just the lay of the land. And even, even now in 2022. And so, you know, art and also collective art because i i would go to friends houses and jam out you know and all of that was really really uh, helpful in terms of kind of uh sublimating that that that, that pain that i was feeling mm. uh because of rejection in the family because of misunderstanding and uh you know when i did create music i did share with my family and a lot of them were like oh here comes alden with you know another one of his crazy songs but and you know, but other friends were like, this is amazing. You know, wow, Alden, you know, like keep doing this. So it was like this interesting uh, duality of home and then the outside world where mm. I found a lot of solace and friends and their families who are a lot more supportive. Are you more of a solo artist or a community arts maker? And how does working with others or by yourself influence your art? I would say... It depends, right? I, I think that largely historically, I've been very um, like solitary, uh, you know, especially like creating poetry. It's a very, like very intimate thing um, or creating some type of spoken word or some type of, you know, short narrative. It's a very personal thing for me. Uh, but when it comes to music, um, music for me, is a community affair, right? For me, it, it when you when you're just jamming out and all of a sudden you kind of synchronize with others. Yes. And you just yes. create all of a sudden you've created this song and people were like, "Hey man, sing that chorus again." And you're like, "I can't remember." You know? <laughs> it just so, came out of me. <laughs> it just came out. It just it just literally came out of the pit of my soul, right? And uh, I can remember many moments that, you know, as a you know teen and early adult where these moments really there was a lot of synchronicity and i think that those moments i really miss those moments because I, I i don't think i felt as connected to others as in those moments of synchronicity like people playing their instrument and they you just get into this collective zone and just art is created um yeah and it's 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 very special it's a very special thing that collective zone there's this band that i've always loved but have recently kind of like woken up to again and they uh do that kind of music sometimes where it's very much the chorus the chorus of people in that room and they are stomping their feet and they are clapping their hands and they're like you know they're like yipping you know kind of like really just uh playing off of each other and there is such beauty that can be found in that union of voices. I really wonder, you know, um, what are we gaining in that moment? You know, when we let our like inner, the deep pit of our souls just 
come out and, and meld with the, with the people around us. Yeah. You know um, you know, that, that takes me back to just the, like the onset of human culture and, you know, the beating of drums and mm. how even, even, even drums uh, just percussion can put folks into like this altered state of consciousness yeah. And connect folks to whether it be the ancestors, whether it be their deities, whether it be each other. And I think that there's just something inside of us in our in our brains and our just makeup where yeah. music uh, as a as as an entity just really activates certain things in us. And it really creates this this synchronicity. And I think that this bypasses language because it's its own language. It's this universal language. I'm curious to know when you first made the decision to be a nurse. So in my family, there are no nurses. I'm actually the first uh, in recent memory because, you know, we go back hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Off right, of, right. Maybe there so, were like so, healers or like community yeah, workers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. I, have no, I have no idea. I wish we had more record of that, you know, as, as, uh, as peoples, but uh I realized that nursing was a calling basically after medical school, after kind of speaking to a few uh, friends that had gone the nursing route, when I went to medical school and they telling me, you know, Alden, there are different, you know, ways that you can use nursing. You, you can literally become so much more, um, you can work in technology, you can work in, uh, you know, uh, as a, as a, you know, in, in the legal world, as a, you know, a, a legal nurse consultant, there's just so much. And I, you know, originally wanted to be a psychiatrist. I always loved the field of, of, of psychiatry, mental health, you know, Carl Jung, all these theories, mm -hmm. all these greats. And when medical school kind of just, it didn't work out. I only applied to Columbia nursing and I got in and I, and I felt that this was just like an affirmation. Um, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, brought me to that application and I, I was like, this is it. And I felt really good about it was, you know, nursing is a very holistic and, yes. uh, you know, I think, I think that really speaks to the, you know, I think this year is our 20th year based on from the Gallup poll organization that we're the most ethical and trusted profession in the, in the nation. And arguably, some would say the world. And I think that that heart, you know, that 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 um, holism where we see, you know, body, mind and spirit and honor all that aspect of it. And, and you know, we do dive into the science. We do dive into the uh, psychosocial Absolutely. and and we honor the, the, the specific religious, spiritual or or absence thereof of each individual. And I think that in that regard, all of that really kind of spoke to my soul. And I, and I, I am so eternally grateful mm. and glad that I came to Columbia and I was able to meet folks like you and others that I, I know are going to change the world. <gasps> oh, Alden, I'm so grateful to have met you as well. And I feel that we are already changing the world. Hey, yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah. As we say in my faith, Ashe.
you know, our journeys feel very parallel in some ways. Um, being pulled towards one application and one application only. Um, and the holism, you know, the commitment to holistic care. Um, I think that nurses are so unique in that way. There's this wonderful um, school of thought within nursing, which is uh, aesthetic knowing. I actually want to read it to you now. So aesthetic knowing in nursing is a way of knowing realities that are not empirically observable, the deep meanings in a situation. As nurses grasp these meanings, they can draw on their inner creative resources to respond to the situation in ways that move the situation from what is to what is possible. Beautiful. Yes, I mean it's it's just like stunning. And when I think about nursing, I think about how we are a medical field that is committed to aesthetic knowing, you know, as well, you know. And mm -hmm. where else can you find that? I don't know. I mean, maybe there are other places, but I feel so honored and and gratified to be in this field where it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very special field, you know, um, and a lot of folks, you know, they talk about modern nursing and Florence Nightingale, but, but I think being a nurse has been around for a very, very long time. Absolutely. I mean, if we want to go back to the midwives that were like the community, yeah. like, you know, even before mm -hmm. the role of the physician was created, you yeah, know, yeah. there were people that were using folk healing. Mm -hmm. that our scientific practices are drawn from. Mm, exactly. They were using yeah. plant medicine mm -hmm. that has now been distilled and made into medications we take every day, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, ways of, of, of maintaining sanitation, you know, fighting germs, all those things were being done centuries ago. Yeah, I think of like the even the handmaidens, you know, in, in the time of, of, of the kings and queens and empresses and emperors, all of these carried a lot of these caretaker roles that included, you know, uh, midwifery care. And yeah. uh, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and I think that all of these folks, you know, embodied that aesthetic knowing. Mm. Mm. What's been the most difficult part of your nursing journey so far? You know, I, I think it's it's the most difficult, but also the most rewarding. And it has been, you know, that we became educated during this pandemic. I think that we've had to, uh, you know, endure a lot of, you know, a lot of heart heartbreak in terms of, you know, uh, relinquishing some of the experiences that you know, we potentially signed up for and uh, just a lot of um, movement through the community uh, becoming innovative because of necessity. And um, I think that that was really difficult. But in, in the positive light, I think that really showed me and many others, uh, you know, the importance of nursing and just how 
revolutionary we are. But that, yeah, that was really the most difficult part of of of, of becoming a nurse, just seeing all that we saw. Yes, yeah. and living through it, the stone under the pressure of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. all of mm-hmm. that weight becoming a diamond, right? Yes, you know, yes, and, yes. And I also think of this is one of my favorite metaphors, but um, of tempered steel. You know, mm-hmm. so the steel that is put through fire uh, and mm-hmm. broken down becomes stronger, actually, because of yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, what you're sharing, I mean, it's our story. It's our legacy. Uh, it like it or not, you know, we mm-hmm. were acutely mm-hmm. um, in the middle of that storm. And and I think of the project we created out of it, right? Yeah. You know, this amazing. It was it was your brainchild. It was your brainchild. I'm just glad to and happy to have you know been able to tag along with it. Oh goodness <laughs> gracious, Alden! Having you there, you know, it wasn't the first thing we'd done together, but it. I feel that it might have been like. Uh, I don't want to say the pinnacle because I want to make room for our illustrious growth in the future. And also it's my favorite memory of our time at Columbia working on art in the time of crisis, you know, and just really kind of taking all of that dirt and, you know, and just trying to plant something in it. And, um, and this project, the, the intention of which was to solicit art pieces from our nursing community, you know, alumni, yeah. staff, students, and faculty, um, really blossomed into something much larger than I think either of us predicted. You know, I, I haven't seen so many aspects of our school of nursing and our community work together in an artistic way. And it was so inspiring and it was uh it was it was it was beautiful to just see the interest and um the submissions and you know the the vulnerability that oh. that folks showed yeah so raw so real you know forever grateful to have had Rita Sharon come in and lend her creative expertise yeah. as we cre- as we curated uh, this, these pieces and the themes that came up, you know, loss, yeah. grief, but also like healing, striving, community. Um, and then to share it uh, in spring of, of 2021 um, yeah. and have all those wonderful members of our community come and, and experience it. And and people mm-hmm. cried, you know, um, yeah. my mother was there and, and she mm-hmm. cried because we were in the middle of all this chaos and pain. Yeah. And here is this like expression of, of art. I think that we were all really um, called to higher uh, to roles of like more help, you know, like how can we um, help our communities? How can we help our families? People that may have never imagined themselves uh, in a hospital were volunteering, you know, people yeah, were yeah. offering medic services, you know, during mm-hmm. protests. Um, we can't forget, you know, all of those protests that were happening at the same time. And that was a really big part of the project as well, 
making yeah. space for uh, you know individuals to process the violence that was yeah. happening to people of color and brown and black people at that time. Yeah, yeah, the disparities just uh, that were even even just tying it into the virus and uh, the toll that it was having on our community. It was yeah. it was devastating. It just feels like this this legacy, this history that of course I know I inherit and also how does it factor into my story? You know, I see myself as a nurse trying to offset some of that suffering and pain that I know exists in the world. That is my uh, offering. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I always uh, liken nurses to uh, individual beacons of light in the darkness. And I think that we're definitely helping to balance the scales. Alden shared so openly with me about his lived experience growing up in Honduras, surrounded by a family of artists who he drew inspiration from, while also striving to find a way to express his own unique voice. The bravery he exhibited as he navigated the twists and turns on his way towards becoming a psych NP inspired me for my own journey, and his depiction of nurses as a beacon of light made me wonder about how nurses can continue to serve as guiding forces while our healthcare system undergoes major changes. And how can our nursing philosophies of caring and advocacy serve those brave beacons who do commit themselves to walking this path? Join me next time on The Nurse Artist as we continue to seek answers to questions like these and more. Until then.